Hello and welcome to the Delphian podcast. Delphian is an artist-led nomadic gallery focusing on emerging and early career artists. Each episode will feature a different art world practitioner, from artists and gallerists to collectors and curators. If you liked today's episode, please like, share and subscribe. Okay, hello and welcome to the next edition of the Delphian Podcast. I am Benjamin Murphy and with me as always is Nick J.S. Thompson. Hello. Our guest today is collector and curator Oliver Elst. He is the founder of Cuperia Collection, which is a collection of works by some of the most exciting emerging and early career artists. Hello. Hello. Thank you very much. Thank you so hello, much Oliver. for having me here. <laughs> thanks, thanks for joining us. That's all right. So this is the, um, I suppose this is the third of the lockdown um, podcasts we're recording online. So um, yes, yeah, the first one we've done like this. So bear with us if there's any uh, <laughs> little errors or anything. So let's dive straight in. So Oliver, for those who may not know, please tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into collecting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I started back in 2016 um, with my collection. And originally I'm coming from the creative uh, area uh, design and um, Back in to in my university, I was already doing a lot of arts uh, like painting, uh, nude sketching, and um, these kind of things. And uh, this kept me as a big hobby beside uh, for a long time, um, even then in my profession as a normal working. Um, and then I started with uh, buying my first uh, kind of piece of art was a lithography with uh, Gerhard Richter. Uh, famous German that, artist. That was and, your first uh, ever purchase. This was the first. It was like a, a big, uh, a big, um, let's say, edition. Um, like very, um, let's say, was very good and very famous uh, works. And and this is how I started. And but I didn't really have the feeling of a of the spirit and this magic of a real piece of art uh, like if you're standing in front of a of a painting or a, um, a sculpture um, and then yeah I had this idea okay uh, why not dig in a little bit more into this kind of art collecting and finding maybe um, a unique topic where you can start and uh, collect more in, in deep like uh, focusing on a specific topic and um, yeah I found uh, some articles that um, um, that African contemporary is quite interesting uh, as well. That time was not as hyped as it is today. Um, so more reasonable priced. And um, and um, I sold my, my lithographs and bought uh, my first piece of art, which gave me a much more bigger feeling that that a piece of art can give to you, like this, this quality of life, living with this, um, enjoying to see it um relaxing when you stand in front of it and this is somehow get me the, into collecting more in depth and then it started to become bigger or like one uh, the second piece and um i more clearly focused then on african african contemporary and its diaspora um and um this is ever since it's till today cool so where do you go to discover art um I mostly um, looking in um, in like online platforms like Artsy or like um, these kind of platforms. Then as well through contacts from galleries. Galleries is a probably 
80 or 90 percent um and then of course art fairs uh, instagram um some of them i, I find before they're hitting uh, or getting into a gallery um, i found them on instagram so this kind of more younger channels of buying art so i'm not like a, let's say like normally the old collect older collectors they're just focusing on one thing going only to galleries or uh, using an uh, advisor or things like this um for me it's much more like um buying through through um galleries um internet platforms so um so now that we're obviously there's this global pandemic happening and we're all locked down and we can't go can't go into galleries and stuff um have you seen any interesting or exciting ways that people are adapting to that challenge? Um, yes, as you as you can see, like a lot of galleries have to switch now their channel to and send the stuff through uh, online visiting showrooms or um, through mails, through PDFs. Uh, then as well, Art Basel Hong Kong, as you know, that they did this digital um, showroom. Um, definitely uh, a way in this current situation uh, but of course as everyone knows and hopes that one day you you see the, the art first before deciding uh, to buy some uh, something as well like for example in, the, in an exhibition or at the art fair or but I think I can understand the the art market in the current situation to to somehow move their track according to the pandemic situation and um, what do you think about the online exhibitions that people have put on so far how, uh, as a format mm -hmm. um honestly um let's say it's a it's a better way of showing the art than in a pdf which is like a normal way uh, or uh, private views um, on internet platform um it's interesting because you see like the dimension in comparison then to the room or to maybe sometimes they have some people and beside the, the piece of art. Um, it is cool. It is great. Uh, it's much more exciting because you can see a lot of art in a very short time. So you can click through. Do, 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 do. Um, of course, it's it ha doesn't have the same experience if you go to an exhibition or if you go to go to an art fair. That's definitely yeah. the, the 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 missing part the this kind of the visual effect is somehow a little bit uh, lacking yeah so i think obvi obviously people are probably going to be buying a lot less art now anyway because of the the recession that's imminent or already happening a lot of people are losing their jobs and stuff yes but also then there's the secondary absolutely there's the secondary issue of people are a lot more reluctant to buy not having seen the actual artwork in the flesh Obviously, that's not possible in the current climate. Yes, it's not, definitely not possible. But I think you can still you can still see quality in these digital showrooms or in a PDF in a picture, and you can still say, okay, this is a stunning piece of art which will definitely look amazing in in flash. Um, I did it um, sometimes that I just saw the piece in PDFs and had to decide very quickly. Um, and in the end, it was as well very good in in flash. So I think it's 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 a it's a way to as well find good stuff. It's it's nothing to to say. Okay, now I'm, now I'm waiting till everything is open again. Mm. 
How do you think that this current pandemic is going to affect the art world in the long term? Um, I definitely have a change, for example, for the art fairs, um, which would take some time to somehow adapt to the situation of um, this kind of social distancing. Um, and then on the other hand, um, through the, let's say, the economic economical thing that people um, are rather reluctant to buy now, rather wait and save money because no one knows what happen what's happening. Um, it probably has a little, a big, like a big um, damage for the next uh, months or like maybe a little bit longer. Um, but then, of course, on the other hand, there are still some people who are can now buy piece of art rather cheap and especially works with high quality because some people might have to sell now because of several uh, situations. So they have to sell and then they rather sell for a cheaper price than probably it would have had sold for half a year ago. So it's, it's beneficial and it's, um, you can have, you can have some good chances, but on the other hand, um, of course it's, it shows as well, like that the art market was for a long time, very, everything was going up. Everything was very positive and one thing, one hit, like another of hits hit after another. Um, and um, now we every everyone sees that it can go as well in the different direction and probably it takes a little bit of time maybe maybe a year maybe some months but then um, everything will probably and hopefully getting back to normal so there's there's a lot of initiatives happening um, with artists now trying to sell their works directly to collectors um, sell smaller more affordable works editions, sketches, things like that. Um, speaking as a collector, does does artists selling smaller, cheaper works have any effect on how you see them? That's a good question. Um, it depends on the context, of course. If you... If you... If you have a very good piece of art, which like straight flash your eye and see that it's a great piece and it's it's high quality in terms of in terms of characteristic, in terms of uh, arrangement, in terms of visual effects, um, and it's a it's a good artist, then there's there's a good chance now to get it cheap or like cheaper. Um, what 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 would you say to so I had someone ask me the other day, should an artist lower their prices during um, a period of economic downturn? No, no, I would not. Uh, I would not uh, recommend them to go lower. Stay and the uh, stay at the level, and rather pushing themselves to create the uh, uh, same quality or good quality. Now they have have amazing time. I think it's for them. It's a big chance because they don't have let's say pressure from the gallery to produce for next exhibition they rather they can produce now for 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 future uh, for future exhibitions or things like this um and have and i think it's a it's a good time for them to to focus on their work like everyone focusing on their their mind focusing on what they really want focusing um on on the on things that we couldn't have thought about during the stressing time we had before uh, 
focusing on the work, uh, I think it's it's a benefit, a beneficial time for everyone, and even for the artists. Hmm. What can artists do to get their work noticed in times like this, and also yes, just generally? Yes, yes. Uh, definitely, Instagram is a big a big thing now. Currently, like a lot of people doing um, like exhibitions or live talks, uh, posting stuff. Um, getting in contact with collectors um, is a you see the 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 importance of of the social platforms is currently very big like and much more much more um, important than before probably because everyone is home and uh, rather watching it more carefully than they do before did before another thing another thing that we get asked quite a lot is how do artists or how should artists approach collectors is is that something that collectors well maybe you can't speak for all collectors but is that the kind of thing that you want or do you prefer to discover artists for yourself um it's like let's say my biggest passion is to find the artist of course this is my 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 hobby um finding them on instagram on artsy and uh, all these medias i mentioned and exhibitions so for me, I'm always open that people, that artists can uh, send something to uh, Instagram or as well to the mail, to the website. Um, but of course, on the other hand, I'm contacting artists uh, on the social platforms as well. And I'm, I'm always happy to find someone who's very interesting and then straight contacting them. Mm. Has social media affected how you discover and then buy art? So the journey that you go through from discovering and then buying? Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It's a very easy and fast way. Um, absolutely. Uh, for especially for the younger collectors, I think it's much more, much more important than ever before and for the artists too. Do you think, do you think social media has um, affected a change in what artworks are seen as good or popular? What artworks become popular because of how many likes things get? Do you think that has an effect? Um, I think for for this phenomenon of likes and followers, um, I can rather say that from my point of view or my opinion, um, it's not so important um, when the artist is good or I see the quality in the in the post or in the picture they're they were uh, sending. Um, I don't think it's so important to to have a view or to get affected by by the likes and the followers. Do you think though the way I see it is that um artworks and artists that perform well on social media um, then get given exhibitions in actual galleries based based on their um, performance on social media and then therefore and then therefore that makes those that um, makes those artists successful I wouldn't agree in the, in this case um, I know some artists like who are very have a lot of followers and likes on Instagram and I, I know that they don't have a gallery so for me it's not a, another thing that uh, which which leads to to my decision uh, to go for an artist or not that's nice that'll be probably reassuring for some people who see other artists their contemporaries performing really well on social media and maybe are a little bit concerned about their own performance. So I can add a little bit of thing, uh, this thing which I am always uh, telling in in, in um, my presentations or in my YouTubes or in my, my interviews, because in the end for me, and what gave me proof in my, my 
uh, some years of collectors that you have to listen to your gut feeling and to your eyes and don't listen too much to the ears because um, in the end you have you it's your decision you have to feel good with it um, and if you if your gut feeling says yes and you love this piece or you love the artist you love um, how they showing it um, then go for it in the end it's it's your decision and you have to to go go for it and take the the risk and don't listen too much to the to other people or market what do you value most in an artist's output would you would you value consistency the most or experimentation or what would be your what would be your thing that you would look for for me rather consistency in terms of quality in terms of characteristics in terms of uniqueness in terms of um let's say flashing me giving me a feeling that this is great this is something i'm burning for um that's for me important what about consistency in terms of aesthetic and in terms of style and in terms of content is that super important i think a lot of artists worry that um they have these ideas and then they make them and then they worry does this look enough like my work is that something that concerns you there are two things uh, for the artist there's the let's say that's what they like and this what they want to do where they're confident and where their best profession is like and then there's sometimes maybe a thing that maybe which is pushed by the market what the market likes which is easy to sell which is um easy be pleasant um and the artist like somehow always in a little bit in in trouble to mix these kind of things don't do it too strange in this that the people get too shocked uh or let's say of course shocking is good for some kind of people but it's probably not easy as sellable as uh, something i pleasant so you've you've obviously collected a lot um over the years so tell us some of the most the most interesting ways you've discovered an artist the most interesting way um i found one artist um on instagram which i bought and then uh, afterwards hit to a gallery uh, this was like very interesting um as well another artist two years ago where um, i received a mail from the uh, cone gallery in la uh, where they had the first exhibition of Jonathan Lyndon Chase and I was immediately flashed by his his works uh, and I was really humbled and really annoyed them that they uh, sell one piece to me and uh, suddenly afterwards then they he uh, some months later he got into residency with uh, Rubel's um, and um, had his kind of uh, breakthrough through this exhibition with them and it was amazing feeling that that your gut feeling uh, before gave you right that you, you somehow spotted someone earlier than uh, these kind of big collectors. One uh, other thing was like um, Singer Samson, which I bought in a, in a very, very early stage. Um, um, and suddenly two weeks after he, uh, he, he had a big, um, his first exhibition with uh, Armory in Armory Show with Blank Project and uh, suddenly everyone was uh, questioning and um, asking for works for him, which which was pretty insane because currently his waiting list is uh, from Till the Moon. So everyone, <laughs> and now he's with Parotene, so the demand is even higher, which which was very nice feelings uh, that that 
that you were confident enough to to make a good decision. Mm. His work is fantastic as well. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I love him. Do you ever um, sell works that you own? And do you think that collectors have a responsibility towards the artists they collect? Um, I think this discussion of selling is um, always a thing like, I think a lot of collectors have to sell now, probably. I have to think that in this current situation, um, um, people have to be or liquidate their art, uh, which is of course bad for the market or for the artists. But in the end, um, you should not limit someone who spent or uh, spend a lot of money into a piece of art. You should not say, "Okay, now you're not allowed to sell uh, to sell it," even in a in a situation like uh, like currently in the pandemic uh, situation, which is a little bit unfair to to the collector as well. So, um, I think I'm a fifty fifty. Let's say like this: if if you need to sell, then you have to sell. If you don't need to sell, then uh, keep it as much as long as possible. No? Um, so we ask this question a lot to our guests. Um, so what if you had a magic wand, what would you change about the art world? Wow, very good question. Yes, I was thinking about this a lot. Um, <laughs> and it's a difficult one. Um, what I would change, um, I would like to give a a bigger viewpoint or like a bigger exhibition to more art. Um, of course, the the art, the gallery somehow um, extract the, the the art or the best art from. But there are so many artists out there who have no chance to show them themselves as as with a gallery. Um, so I would like to give them a bigger uh, platform to show their stuff. Um, this I would definitely change. Um, and as well, on the other hand, giving a bigger chances to smaller galleries to stay longer or still stay in the market, especially in these kind of hard times to make their sales, um, to get them supported. Because like currently everyone is talking about it, that probably the bigger galleries, they survive um, pretty easily because of selling um, artworks and, and a higher price point. And uh, somehow the, the smaller galleries struggle a little bit, which is absolutely unfair. And there should definitely be a support in terms of uh, funding, in terms of support from government, cultural industry, something mm. like this. Yeah, I think the gap between the sort of t the blue chip galleries and the lower end galleries are gonna is going to be widened yes. significantly yes. after this. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that small galleries like us are not going to struggle in the same way that, say, medium-sized galleries will. Because, say, for example, we don't have a permanent space or any staff. It's just empty. Mm -hmm. So we can afford to kind of weather the storm. I think galleries that are not selling works for hundreds of thousands of pounds but do have expensive um, central London or big city locations, I think they're going to be the galleries that struggle. Mm. Mm. Yes. yes, I agree. Yeah. So speak, speaking as a collector, for all of the artists listening now, what would you like to see artists doing more of? Um, I think for me, what I felt mm, a lot, that artists, they don't want to present them so much. Like, um, they're, of course, they're showing their stuff, and uh, um, but 
let's say it like this, I don't want to, but probably not everyone is like this, but a lot of artists like kind of shy. And uh, I would love to see that artists um, express their self much more on social media and saying, hey, here I am. Um, this is my work and I'm proud of it. Um, and um, so be confident. Um, they are superb. Most of them, they're really, really doing amazing stuff, and they should be confident to show it to, to the world, um, especially on social media, and um, accept, and accept as well, like what they're doing. So, so you'd like to see more of the artist personalities? Yes, of course. Showing themselves uh, more in a confident way, saying, "Okay, here I am. This is my piece of art. This is how I see." This is how I see art. This is how I see the world. Um, I'm confident to show it like this. More personality, more characteristic, more uniqueness. Would you also like to see artists sharing their vulnerabilities and their concerns? Absolutely. This would be amazing. Um, if you have like a combination of uh, the visions and then the vulnerabilities, it would be amazing Like to show both. Absolutely. Why not? It's interesting, isn't it? Because a lot of artists don't show their um their sort of background or their sort of day-to-day -day lives and stuff on social media and it's kept more like a gallery sort of page where they just show their works um it's interesting that you say that you want to see more of their personality it's um because some people do that um and yeah be it is refreshing to see it i think i'm, I'm open for for everything to see everything mm. that's it's absolutely amazing what would be your dream work of art to own Ooh. And why, why would you, and why? <laughs> there are a lot of, um, of course, the big names. Uh, I, I'm, I'm all, I've ever since, you know, since I'm a, a child, I'm a fan of uh, Picasso. Uh, I always adore his works. And of course, uh, Modigliani. But um, on the other hand, there are some, um, let's say, younger artists, uh, like, although, like Jenny Seville, which is absolutely stunning. Um, she somehow got me as well into this figurative art. When you have a look into my collection, a lot of figurative artists in, although she's not from the, the back background of like contemporary African art, um, she was somehow one of the figurative, most adorable figurative artists um, um, and totally led me, led me into this feeling, field of um, amazing figurative art. Did you see the All Too Human exhibition at the Tate Britain last year? Unfortunately not, no. It was incredible. Since, uh, since I was um, in China last year, I couldn't join this. What was the What was it like in China? What was the scene like over there? Um, yeah, um, since um, I was in China since uh, 2018, bit of 2018, uh, working in Shanghai. Oh, cool. Um, and... Um, as well in uh, Wuhan, which is like is currently the most famous city in the world because yeah. of the start of the, the pandemic. Uh, I was there in the, in 2018 and as well uh, came last year to Shanghai. Um, it's it's an absolutely stunning, um, amazing country in terms of uh, technology, in terms of speed, in terms of doing things fast, um, which is really very really, uh, um, um, yeah res respectfully to see. Um, even the speed of and as well the, the, the sizes and masses of people and uh, how things go as quick as possible. Um, Shanghai became last year or in the last months um, very much the kind of hotspot 
for art, um, new personal or private museums, new exhibitions, uh, new galleries, new art fairs, um, and it it somehow turned into a very creative area, which I really really liked, and is real like. Um, so it's a very very great country. So um, in terms of art as well. So, and uh, this is a, a big question that we um, that we asked to everybody. So, what p one piece of advice would you give to an early career artist? To an early career artist, mm -hmm. um, the same I would give to an early career collector. Um, I would tell tell them to listen to their gut feeling. Um, this is absolutely the most important advice I can give. Um, and it, my experience gave me gave me right. There's. Uh, not listen too much to the ears, uh, rather listen to the gut feeling, uh, to your eyes, and don't listen too much to the market and what people say. Good advice. Great, amazing. Right, well. Yeah, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, that's a very nice place to end. Thank you so much for for, uh, for the ability to join. Yes. No problem. All right. Great, thank you. See you later.